Welcome to PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. My guest today is Anul Dharni, co-founder and CEO of Sense. They're a talent and engagement platform that's built for enterprise recruiting teams and, in fact, they say they're the only all-in-one solution built for that market. He'll tell us a bit about Sense, then we'll look at what's going on in today's labor market and how employers are trying to cope, all on this edition of People Tech. Anul, welcome. Now, can you tell me about Sense? What, what does it do and who does it do it for? Yeah, so we started Sense about five years back, um, very much focused on um, the high volume hiring space. I've built multiple startups in the Bay Area, um, and they've ranged from enterprise software to consumer to mobile gaming. And one of the things that I realized that the biggest asset that startups and companies have is the people, right? And we spend as executives inordinate amount of time trying to attract, source, and, and hire people talent into our company so they can help us grow and scale. Um, as it turns out, um, while there's a lot of human uh, in the loop that is required to hire great people, but when it comes to hiring at scale, when you're trying to hire 1,000 people a month, 10,000 people a month, companies really struggle. And that's where we found the real opportunity. Uh, so what we've really tried to build is a lifecycle candidate engagement solution that follows and tracks the candidate all throughout the conversation um, when they're having with a company. Um, and we don't just stop at the offer stage because as you can imagine, Mark, what has happened now is there might be people that accept your offer and nearly 30 to 50% of them don't show up on the first day. And even if you're lucky that they do show up, you know, a bunch of them end up quitting also on the first day, first week, whatever the case might be. So especially in verticals like logistics, warehousing, um, light industrial, we are finding that it's very, very difficult for our, uh, companies to not only find people, but also to retain and keep them. Um, and that was the genesis of building Sense. And it's kind of interesting when once COVID hit, and as you can see from the news articles that we see every single day, it's, uh, it's really hit its peak. Um, I think just yesterday there was an article around uh, Burger King and how just the employees just quit and they had to just shut down the, the restaurant. And this is all over the place, right? So it's happening at much higher frequency than, uh, than before. And companies are really struggling to find solutions that can help them uh, with this problem. Okay. Now, you know, given the timing of, of COVID and, and everything that happened over the last year, and your customer base and what they did, COVID must have been a real challenge, you know, for for Sense. Can you tell me about the challenges you faced and what did you do to address them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so first of all, you know, once once COVID hit, and this was going back to March 2020, within a span of about two to three weeks, our customers, the number of job openings they had, were slashed by about forty to fifty percent, depending on the customer. Right. Um, the recruiting teams were laid off of furloughed immediately. Companies didn't know where, which way the world was going to go. And uh, one thing they knew was they were going to stop hiring. But as a couple of months progressed, it pretty much switched around very fast. Companies realized 
that they went from a place of where they were having enough candidate flow coming in. They had job requisitions that were open to a place where hiring managers never stopped opening job requisitions, but they stopped seeing the flow of candidates. So we term that now, uh, at least internally at SANS, we call it the famine. So we are in the world of great famine right now, especially in blue collar, gray collar, the caring economy, the pink collar workers and temporary workers. Uh, companies are struggling to find candidates. And even when they find the candidates, they're struggling to keep them. So that is the number one conversation that I'm having with TA leaders, with CHROs, with CEOs, is how can we leverage technology uh, to help our teams do more with less? Because you know we ended up laying off a bunch of recruiters, sourcers, coordinators, and uh, they're not coming back. And but the demand and my job requisitions are bouncing back up, right? So I think I'll share one statistic with you, with you and with your audience. Um, Indeed, they just published the number of jobs now on Indeed that have a sign-on bonus. So um, just to, last quarter, it used to be about two percent of all jobs on Indeed had a sign-on bonus. Today, it is twenty percent, a ten x increase. And these are not for jobs that are AI, machine learning, creative. What we thought was where the war for talent is really upstream. It's in the high-end professional side of the market. That's not the case anymore. These are all for jobs, whether they are Amazon jobs, FedEx jobs, UPS jobs, Home Depot, logistics. So these are in these industries where the highest challenges are. Of course, the entire healthcare industry is bearing the brunt of lack of candidates uh, qualified candidates for the right jobs. You know, you sit in an interesting place because you you see what's going on at a lot of different employers across several different industries. So what what do you think is going on with the workforce right now? Restaurants, hospitality uh, companies, for example, who, who just yeah. can't staff up the way they need to and they, they can't figure out why. What, what's yeah. your perception? Yeah, it's it's a multi-dimensional uh, challenge, at least based on what we hear from our customers, uh, and and it's also pretty local and regional to some extent. But one of the first things we hear is safety in regions, for example, where a lot of people are might not a majority of the population might not be vaccinated. People are uh, workers are unsure of going back to restaurants and serving that population, knowing that there's going to be a risk. Number two, once the um, once the pandemic hit, people actually moved away. Uh, so in the hospitality sector, in the cruises sector, these companies are looking at the internal database and realizing, my gosh, we laid off 20%, 30% of our workforce, and we don't know where they are. So they're having to figure out what technology can we use to get back and reach out to them and say, please come back. So so there's also been sort of the great migration now that has happened in the last year and a half because of the pandemic. The third thing I would say is the biggest loss of the people that fled the labor market was obviously women. Uh, This was really, really harsh on women. Um, And uh, one of the main reasons was childcare support. So even today, there are about 20 to 25% of all public schools are still not open. 
and um, and you know women are struggling to figure out how to have flex enough flexibility where they can find a job yet at the same time take care of home care activities. So again, it's a multi-dimensional problem. No straight fix there. Of course, we are noticing that the wages are going up, and especially in the staffing space. Our staffing customers are going to the clients and saying, listen, and trying to convince them, you've got to raise the bar, you've got to raise the wage, you've got to give a sign-on bonus, you've got to improve your working conditions. If you are not able to improve your working conditions, people have just too many options today. If they don't feel like working in the restaurant, they can just go to a warehouse, they can go to a logistics company, they can drive for Uber, whatever the options might be. So people have a lot more choices and they're making the choices depending on their own personal situations. Do you see that situation changing um, or do you think over time it might kind of evolve back to what we used to call normal? Yeah, so definitely a candidate-centric world and it moved very quickly, right? So right before the pandemic, it used to be at least in the blue collar and gray collar workforce, it used to be it's, it's a, it's a uh, you know, the job seeker does not drive the market. But now I think companies are stepping back and they are trying to figure out not only the wages, which is okay, that's a straightforward thing that you can do, but they are also highly focused around the candidate experience, around their brand, around loyalty, around retaining people. And so how do we improve the working conditions? How do we check in with our employees on a much more regular basis? And then how do we quickly take actions? How do we create candidate experiences for that different for my high volume hires versus my executives versus my DNI population uh, versus my campus recruiting. So I think the leading edge companies, the companies that really care about people are really trying to redesign the candidate experience, the associate experience, the employee experience when they're um, actually on assignment. And those are the ones that are going to win in the short term. But I think this is here to stay for the long term in the sense that the companies that are not able to react, the companies that don't change their recruiting processes are going to suffer and they're going to get outcompeted. Now, let's come back to sense for a minute. It seems to me that you're in a pretty crowded space. There, there's, there's a lot of platforms you know, trying to handle high volume hiring. So yeah. what do you do that's different? You know, what, what's the part of your message that you think really sets you apart? Yeah, so um, there are multiple, multiple things that we uh, look at when we start talking to prospects and customers and try and see how we can help them, right? So they come in to us. So it's much more based on their problem statement versus us trying to say, hey, we have these six products, go buy them, right? So we focus much more around what is your core problem today? And so, as I mentioned, like number one is famine, right? So I just don't have applicants and how can Sense help me? And when we think about that, then the next phase is, okay, so what are the assets you already have? So in today's world, one of the biggest things that companies are saying is, okay, we've exhausted the job board spend. I cannot spend any more money because I'm just not seeing the flow of candidates. And even the candidates that I'm, I'm getting, they, we might lead them to an offer stage, but they're going to quit. They're not even going to show up, right? So how do I find the high quality candidates? So they are looking at, 
you know, I might have a large database of millions of candidates that have been my silver medalists, that have been my alumni, that um, maybe maybe applied to me and I never got back to them. So let me go back into my database and let me try and target people with special messaging by which I can reactivate them. So I think that's what's very differentiated about us. We are not that much focused around, hey, how many uh, applicants can you get in your inbound, but much more about utilizing your existing assets that you have. That's number one. Number two, our approach on how we communicate with the next generation of the workforce. As you know, over 50% of the workforce are now millennials and Gen Zers. Most of these techniques and in this crowded space, most players are focused on, oh yeah, let me start an email campaign, right? The world has changed. Uh, emails have a 10% to 12% open rate. Um, emails have a one to 2% response rates if you're lucky, right? So these customers come to us and say, wow, you're really differentiated because the way you approach, the way you connect with candidates is much more modern. And what do I mean by that? So we can do it via text message. We can do it on a chatbot interface. We can do it through WhatsApp. We can do it through email. And it's all this combination that comes alive from an experiential perspective for the candidate. And how do we know that it works? For example, when they go through a chatbot experience, on average, a chatbot scores 94% in terms of satisfaction rating, right? And then how do we measure ourselves that the recruiters and the operators and the talent acquisition teams are actually using the platform? Because that's key. And what we've really done, Mark, there is we built this no-code interface. Um, TA teams, talent acquisition teams can now design experiences without knowing how to code stuff. And they can say, I want to build a customer journey or I want to build a candidate journey focused on, let's say, African-American folks talent pool or Latinx talent pool. And I want to do it very intentionally. I want to have these many touch points. I want this touch point to go out as an email. I want this touch point to go out as a chatbot. I want this touch point to go out as a text message, right? And when you are given a single platform that can, through which you can craft your entire end-to-end -end candidate experience, it's an aha moment for our practitioners. Uh, so, so that's what I would say is the uh, biggest differentiation we have compared to our competitors. Well, Anil, thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah. Thanks. I've been talking with Anil Darney, CEO of the recruiting platform Sense, and I've been doing it here on PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're a publication of Recruiting Daily. PeopleTech is part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www. Dot evergreenpodcasts.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We, we out. out. The world's best known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, 
Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.